What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dialed In Podcast. KG, Jake here, uh, ready to talk playoff football, different head coaching vacancies, uh, MVP race, and much more. Uh, we'll just go through uh, some of the games to start off in order, starting with the Bengals uh, Raiders tomorrow. Um, basically, we'll talk about what each team needs to do to win um, and give it a prediction and kind of go through the playoffs after that. So, KG, starting off with the Bengals Raiders, uh, what do the Bengals need to do? One thing that t- to win the game tomorrow. They just need to do what they've been doing, and that's to get Jamar Chase involved, get him in space, and just continue to have, you know, and just execute their offense and continue to have explosive plays. They've kind of prided themselves on that all year. And you saw in that Chiefs comeback, like, they, they can score points real fast and in bunches. So I think they do that. I guess the Raiders team was very suspect defense, in my opinion. And honestly, it, it, they have had a great story and all, but I just think Joey B and, and the Bengals are just going to be too much for them. Yeah, and, and and what the Bengals need to do, it's I think it's going to come down to the to the to the trenches. I mean, if, if the Bengals can't protect and give Joey that opportunity to throw those one on one balls to Higgins and Jamar on the outside, then I think I think the Raiders can win because um, the Bengals' O line is not great. They're susceptible to pressure, and the Raiders' front four is playing really well with led by Max Crosby on the outside, and we saw him on Sunday night um, last week. So if the Bengals can't block, can't give Jamar and T those one-on-one opportunities on the outside and Tyler Boyd in the slot, then I think the Raiders can win that game. Um, And just going with the Raiders, the Raiders need to be able to pressure and they need to be able to get their playmakers in space like Renfro and Waller. Um, I think if they they do do those two things, I think it's going to be close and I think they have a shot to win. They're – I mean, it's kind of unfair what the NFL did to them late Sunday night than the early Saturday game, and they're traveling um, to the to the Midwest East Coast. So, but I think it's going to be hard. But if they pressure Joey, um, get Waller and Renfro in space, and um, kind of limit the Bengals' explosive plays, I think they can win the game. Um, my prediction: I think the Raiders will cover. I think the Bengals will probably win close. Um, I'll go. I'll probably go 28-24, uh, Bengals. KG, uh, who you got? I also got the Bengals close. I'm going to say I'm gonna say 35-31. And uh, you do make good points about the Raiders' D-line playing well. To, in addition to Crosby, you know, they also have Yannick Ngakwe has been a big addition for them this year. But you can't sleep on that Bengals defense either. They're young. They're they're ferocious and they got some good guys that they you know they really built um, they really helped build their roster up this year like Trey Hendrickson you know they got uh, Bates the safety Von Bell they they got some good young talent so you know it's gonna be a really good, good interesting game but yeah like I said Bengals Bengals by four yeah and um yeah no definitely I mean, the Bengals are young and they're fast and Henderson's been a beast and really good free agent uh, signing from New Orleans. Um, but just, I, just one more thing about the Bengals. Like if they don't get those one-on-one opportunities and get those like kind of fade balls, like their offense is not as explosive. Um, I think they, they really love attacking vertically down the field. Um, that's kind of how, where they get their big plays, where they get their offensive momentum. Um, and if they don't get that and the Raiders make them check it down and kind of go methodically down the field, I think it'd be a little bit harder for them to score, but we, you know, we both got the Bengals, and that's probably what's going to happen. But you never know. So I think it's going to be close. Raiders definitely to cover uh, that plus five and a half. So now moving to the night game on Saturday. 
you got pat pat's at bills uh it's going to be like five degrees at nighttime you got bart scott on espn telling josh allen to take viagra for some reason um for like circulation <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the hell that was i mean bart like you know viagra is not not for like the feet circulation dog but um so the bills what are one of two things they need to do to be able to win and um, beat belichick tomorrow I think they need to do what they did the last time they faced the Pats. You know, this is the trilogy now, of course. They're division rivals. And they're, they've gone one and one this season. But I think last game they really were upset of how much they ran the ball down their throats the first game. So, you know, I think they shut down the run again and went in the trenches. And I see the Bills pulling it out. And I predict a big game from Josh Allen, the Diggs. They're a dynamic duo. Definitely top five in the league, I'd say. Um, and they're just a bunch of dogs, honestly. And I, and I see I, the, the Pats have had a great turnaround. You know, it's amazing what Bill's done with that roster and not the, uh, with the offseason additions that he had. But, you, you know, like Judon, Mac Jones, and Damian Harris had a huge year. He graded out as the top rated RB this season, which I thought was really amazing. But um, yeah, when it's all said and done, I think the home team will prevail. Another cl- close one is going to be a dog fight and low scoring for sure. Um, and I got Bills 24-17. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, that second game was definitely night and day from the first game. Uh, Josh made some big-time big, t- big time throws. I, one that comes to mind is I went over the middle of the, to uh, Stephon Diggs when um, when the Pats basically went zero coverage from, like, the 15. So the middle of the field was wide open on that one. But for the Pats, I think Bill's going to do a completely different thing on defense than what he did last time at home um, to kind of, like, confuse Josh, um, make him think a little bit harder. You know, when he's like double clutching, when he's thinking, you know, he's prone to more turnovers, especially the last couple of games. I mean, he hasn't played well against Atlanta. He didn't play that well against the Jets. Um, so I think that Bill's going to switch it up a little on defense to make him think and not feel comfortable in the pocket. And then on offense, I think they're going to bring an extra lineman, uh, go maybe 12 personnel. Um, 13 and really try to run it down their throat and try to set up play action, especially with the rookie QB. So the key for Mac, Mac can't make any mistakes. If he makes if he fumbles interception, I think, I think the bills will absolutely win. Um, the Pats will probably have to win the turnover battle. Mac will, has to not make any mistakes and just take what the defense gives him and, and drive down the field methodically like he does. So and, um, those are kind of my keys for the Pats. I'm kind of confused them a little bit on, on defense, um, do stuff they haven't seen and kind of run it down their throat in 12 personnel, meeting one receiver, two tight end, or one running back, two uh, tight ends, and uh, set up the play action and kind of, kind of take what the defense gives them. But uh, if Mac makes mistakes, Bills will win. I think they're going to win anyway. Um, low scoring, like you said, I'll, I'll go, uh, I'll probably go 17 10, 17, yeah, 17 10 Bills. Just uh, wanted to add something real quick about Mac. With him being a rookie quarterback, you know, in his first playoff game, the stakes are going to be higher. And I know he's been used to the bright lights, being at Bama and all, playing, winning a natty and all that. But, you know, it's going to be hard to go in Buffalo. Those fans are hostile. They're super passionate. And they felt they were robbed last year after, you know, falling short to the Chiefs. And, um, you know, I, I just think they get over that hump this year. They beat the division rival. And I think they are 
the leaders of that division. Like they, they are the, they are the standard of the AFC East. And um, so, yeah, I think that it's just going to be too much for Mac, and he's going to, he's just going to make a couple mistakes in his first playoff start. And that's just going to be the, the, the deciding factor. And if the Bills don't beat the Pats now, then when are they going to beat them? You know, you got a rookie QB in a, in a new system um, with Bill. Like, if you don't beat them now, then I don't know if you'll ever beat them, to be honest. Because in the regular season, none of that matters if you don't win Saturday. Like, the Bills have to win this game. I think the Bills have the most pressure on them this weekend and one other team that we'll get to. But Bills and Josh Allen definitely have the most pressure. You won the division again. You're trying to compete with the Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl, right? You have to win this game. There's no excuses. You're at home. It's like going to be two degrees. Mac is definitely not used to it, obviously. You have to win this game against a rookie QB because if you don't, you probably never beat him in the playoffs when it matters. Because, um, you know, at the end of the day, like Bill's got six Super Bowls. Doesn't really matter. He doesn't, like, at the end of the day, if he wins, he doesn't really care if you won the division. You got to win this game if I'm Mac, if I'm fucking Josh Allen, the Bills. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, now let's go forward and let's look at um, 49ers and Cowboys. This one can really go either way. The Cowboys haven't played well against teams with winning records all year, and I think are the, one of the biggest frauds in the NFL currently. But they still have great offensive pieces, and they are at home. And the 49ers also uh, are kind of been all over the place too. So I, my prediction is. Dan Quinn figures out how to shut down Debo Samuel. Maybe he spies him with uh, Michael Parsons or, you know, their stud rookie linebacker who's playing like a defensive player of the year candidate. Um, and I think Garoppolo, or I don't know, I don't even know who's going to play QB. Is it going to be Garoppolo? Is it going to be Lance? Like, and you know, Trayvon Diggs does get burned a lot, but he also does find ways to get turnovers. So Dallas is healthy again on defense. Demarcus Lawrence is back as well. I think they pressure whichever QB is playing. They they focus in on Debo, and you know they force turnovers, and ultimately that ends up being a deciding factor. I got Dallas, um, thirty-one to twenty-eight, real close game, real close game. Yeah, um, I I'm gonna have to. I think I'm gonna go 49ers on this one. Um, we're gonna have to disagree on this. Um, I think what the 49ers are doing right now, they're playing very good football. I think they got one of the best front sixes in all the NFL with Greenlaw coming back, Fred Warner, uh, Buckner, and kind of that, and Bosa, and that kind of front front four. But what the Niners are going to do, they're going to run the ball, and they're going to attack middle of the field. Uh, they're going to use Debo in different formations, different positions, obviously running back, receiver. And what Jimmy G does, they attack the middle of the field. And if, you, if you're not able to, to guard that and stop that, I think – the 49ers will win this game. Jimmy G has played well. Um, I mean, that second half against against the Rams, like he he like he really led them to that to that victory. I mean, they're not 17-0 at one point, got that field goal before half. But the Niners are playing very good football. Um, on the back end, I mean, they're a little susceptible. I think Dallas is able to throw the ball, but that front six, if they're able to stop the run and force Dak to beat them in the air without that running game, that stats show that he needs to win. He needs that hundred yard rusher historically to win to win games. I think they're going to be able to stop stop the run. I think they're going to force Dak to be pass happy, and I think the Niners will win the game. Um, I know a lot of people are on the Niners as their underdog bet of the week, but I, and I, I don't even, I don't even think um, it's that even big of a gap between the Cowboys and the Niners. I think the Cowboys have not been playing their best football. 
they beat the Eagles practice squad guys. I mean, congratulations. And I'm, I'm going to go Niners 28, 24 um, with the, with the victory in Dallas. And this is, it, it, I mean, if this happens, this is a very disappointing, very disappointing season for Dallas and Dak Prescott. I mean, you signed him to a big deal. I mean, if you can't get out of the first round out of winning division and you're the three seed, right? You're not the, I mean, you're the three, then I don't, I don't know what you do. It's, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, Mike McCarthy, I think, isn't really the best coach ever. And I was, I thought they could have hired a lot more. Um, I thought they could have got a lot, a lot, a, a, excuse me. I, could, I think they could have got a better candidate for the job. And they ended up settled. I feel they settled on McCarthy. But I think Helen Moore is a young offensive mind who, who's really good at, he's super innovative and, you know, he's, Gotten, they obviously have a load of riches on offense. Sure, they lost Gallup, but Cedric Wilson is is no, you know, he's he's a solid player. He's no like slump guy. Like he, he's a solid guy, solid solid receiver. Still have Amari, still have CD. Zeke has looked great this year. He's back in like healthy form, and you know, I think Kellen's just gonna do enough to get the the ball moving. And like I said, I think they'll win close. But uh, moving on. Let's look at uh, one, more, one more thing, Keej. I just want to say one more thing. Um, I think what Dallas is going to do that they've done all season that's going to make it hard for the Niners is they put people in different positions. Like Micah plays inside, outside, linebacker. Um, on the edge. And that yeah. does that. They, that makes it harder to scheme and plan for that defense. Moving Gregory around and and um, and Lawrence. I mean, if they're moving around mm-hmm. and playing inside and outside and Micah sometimes drop drops back, and he's a pretty good cover linebacker, um, I think that's going to make it difficult for Jimmy G and that offensive line to protect. I mean, I mean, the 49ers got the best left tackle in, in the whole league in Trent Williams. And I think, I mean, that's going to be an awesome matchup uh, to watch Lawrence and, and Parsons go against him. But the key is to stopping them when they move inside and move outside kind of thing. Um, and then for Dallas, you got to run the ball. I just want to say that you have to run the ball to win this game. If you don't, I think the Niners win. So, Keys, we moving on to the next game? What game do you want to go to? Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's look at Eagles Bucks. You know, that's a it's an intriguing one. You got the reigning Super Bowl champs at home in Tampa. It's an early game. Well, not really for them. It's going to be at one o'clock, so midday. But it's going to be humid, probably raining a lot. But you know, the Eagles look really good. But I just want to say one thing. Wait, didn't 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 this guy named Jake? Didn't I predict? The Eagles could go nine and eight and make the playoffs. I think I did pr- predict that at the beginning of the, the season in the pod. You may have, you may have. <laughs> no, yeah, props to you on that. You you saw it coming. Sirianni's done an excellent job, but I just think he's it, still going against the goat, you know. And um, I hate to keep going with the home teams here, but these home teams, I think they're in great great position. And obviously, I might be wrong about a couple of these because. You know, anything can happen. It's football, and it's been a crazy year for sure. But despite all the injuries, I think Tom prevails. I think he just figures it out a way to get it done. He's the go for a reason, and I think I don't. I don't think he's gonna go on to go back to back. You know, that's damn near impossible to do. But I do think what what he's had time to to prep at this point. He's been without some of those top um, like weapons for a couple weeks now, and you know, after losing Godwin and. Um, Fournette, but I know there is a chance Fournette returns. I don't think in this game, but at some point in the playoffs, 
and Evans is back as well. You know, I think they figure it out. They still got a good defense. Todd Bowles is a great coach on D. Um, and he's got Byron left, which I know. So, you know, the great young coaches who are all getting um, interviewed for top jobs, and we'll get a little more into that in a bit. But, uh, yeah, I, I take I got the home team. I think the Rowdy Flor- Floridians will be out there in full force. And, and Tampa Bay gets it done against your, against your birds. You know, obviously, I mean, I can't disagree. I mean, this is an impossible situation. Rookie head coach, basically a rookie quarterback, started, what, 20 games in his career? That's barely over a season now. Um, first playoff game. The only thing I'll say about this is the Eagles are not supposed to even be here, right? We're in a rebuilding season. You got Colin Coward predicting us win four games this year. Our over-under was six and a half. We started two and five. The fact that we're here is honestly a credit to our organization, Sirianni, the offensive attack, the way they, they bonded together, bought in. Um, but I'll just tell you this, Jalen Hurst is a winner. We run the ball at a historic rate, um, basically 160 yards per game, leads the NFL. It's going to be raining. The Bucks are missing some people. It's going to be way closer than people think. I mean, the line is eight and a half. That is super disrespectful. I mean, eight and a half? Eight and a half. No way. I mean, the first game, I mean, we lost by six. And that's before we even ran the ball because we changed our, our, our offensive system after, after that game. Um, the key for us is we got to be able to run the ball, obviously. And that's going to set up our play action game to Goddard and Devontae. Uh, we're going to have to score in the red zone. If the Eagles don't score touchdowns in the red zone and settle for free goals, we will lose this game. No questions asked. Um, and so those are kind of my keys on offense. And for defense, I mean, what I would do, I'll fall slight Mike Evans all over the field. We got Slay, who I think should be an all-pro corner, but other people think different. Um, and then, but Gronk, that's going to be a tough matchup. We don't have anyone to stop him. The middle of the field, I mean, this would be a great time to have Malcolm Jenkins, ex-Eagle Super Bowl champ. Um, this would be a great time to have him. But we don't really have that strong safety, that big lengthy guy to be able to stop Gronk. So I think that's going to be tough. And if he beats us over the middle of the field, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a challenge to stop them because they are missing Godwin. They are miss, missing AB. Um, but I'll just say this also. The first game, their top two pass catchers in the first game that we played was AB and Chris Godwin. They're both um, not playing, obviously, uh, in the game Sunday. So Mike Evans had two catches that game. He's obviously going to have to step up. That guy Grayson got hurt with a hamstring who played well against uh, the Jets and the Panthers in the past couple of weeks. I'm kind of like their, their deep ball guy. So, you know, I think this game is going to be way closer than people expect. The weather, Eagles are definitely able to run the ball. Um, the, our offensive line is very good. Um, Lane Johnson, Kelsey, all pro um, offensive linemen. Kelsey first team, Johnson second. I think we're able to run the ball, um, probably horizontally get to the outside because that's where they're susceptible, especially with Vita Vey in the middle. But a non-biased aside, I'll go with the Bucks. But that's not – I mean, I want to go with the Birds, trust me. Why not? But, you know, it's the go. So your gut. Come on. Are you going to ride with your team or not? What kind of fan are you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Sure, I'll, I'll ride with the Birds. I think I think them, them missing some people and the weather is going to play a factor. Brady's lost wild card games before. Um, this is not the same Bucks team as last year. It's not even close. Um, yeah, no, you're totally we're, right. We're going to have to score to win this game. I'll go 31-28 birds. That's the only way we win. We get over 30, we win the game. Um, 
but I'll stick with my team. I'm wearing my, my beanie, you know, for good luck. Um, God, this would be a like, great win for Jalen Hurts and like win this game. It would be, and and I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, I'm a fan of Jalen, so I'm definitely rooting for him. Um, but uh, like you said, I do think Gronk will be an X factor. He just finally um, hit all his incentives for you know the all the receiving marks that he signed off on trying to get and so yeah big on him and he's coming off that and like you said I think he's a big X factor he's greatest tight end of all time with the greatest QB player really of all time not even QB but player and they've obviously have a great connection so I think that's going to be too much to handle I also got a sleeper uh, impact player is going to be Scotty Miller you know he really had a strong year last year and I, I think, you know, like you said, they're down a beater, down a couple guys. I think he comes in and he kind of has a big, a big day. Yeah, I'll, I'll even say he scores a touchdown. Darius Slay, you're, uh, you're all pro corner. <laughs> no, no, I, I maybe. We'll see what happens. They didn't vote him all pro, so I can't say he's all pro. But the man had, like, what, four returns for touchdowns this year? Gave up, like, 20 yards yeah. a game? Like He did, he did. You know, he's a beast, no. Ridiculous. And, I mean, I'm just sure, but, yeah. I mean, obviously, this is the key for any football game, but you're going to have to pressure Brady. You know, he's a, he's miraculous. Yeah. Pressure. I mean, you're not going to be able to get to him unless you get to him with the front four. We go back to the Super Bowl. The only, the only time we stopped in the whole game was when Brandon Graham strip sack. And then we got that field goal, and then we went up eight, and then we didn't even stop them then. He just hail married out of time. So Right, right. I mean, I, don't, I think our front four is going to have to step up. You're going to have to get there before. It's going to be hard, but it – if Brady has all day, then, you know, you know, it's going to happen. It's so, over. It's over. Yeah. So, I mean, if you blitz, I mean, and you get there, that's great. But like Brady's probably gonna be able to dissect it. He's going to get the ball out quick. That's what he does best. Oh yeah. He's going to see it coming a mile away. Yeah. So that's why is it go? So the front four is going to have to have their game of their life, to be honest, to win this game. You're, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, I think Brady for any football game, but when you're playing the goat, I mean, that's even, that's even it's just different. Yeah. The stakes are even higher. And the like competitive level is just higher as well. And like you said, I'm pretty like the last time he played the Eagles on a big stage, you guys embarrassed him. I think I he comes out fiery. I mean, no, I'm, stop him. He threw for 500 yards. We were just better that day. Nick Foles out played fucking Bill Belichick. Um, True, but I think that sticks with him. I think he comes out fiery. It's his first. It's playoff time. First playoff game this this season. And uh, I got this is, this is the trilogy. This is the trilogy of, of, of Eagles versus first Tom in the playoffs. The first was the Super exactly. Bowl 2004, second 2017 18 Super Bowl, and now this is the third game. So, you know, yeah, we'll see. But excited, man. I mean, where are you supposed to be? Jalen Hurts, he's fucking awesome. He's a winner, he's humble. Yeah, he's he is. Humble, hungry guy, he's a beast, humble beast. Right. And he's uh, real quick, I'll get my prediction, we'll move on. Um, yeah, I, I see the Pats winning close. I think the Eagles covered. I think that eight and a half is a little, or sorry. Oh my gosh. The Bucks. You're right. Um, I think they, I think the Eagles cover, I think that line's a little high at eight and a half and I think they win close. Um, I'm going, let's go 27, 31. I like it. I like the Bucks though. Um, but moving forward, talk about embarrassing lines. Let's, let's talk about the Steelers-Chiefs game. Man, this should really be the Raiders and the Chiefs, and the Bengals should be playing the Chargers, but we're not going to get into that because Brian Saley likes to call timeouts when he doesn't need to. 
And this is by obviously by far the worst game of the weekend. No one's excited to watch this. Even Ben said we don't have a chance. Let's say fuck it and go out and have fun, which I think is honestly the mindset they do need to have because they got blown out in the regular season by the Chiefs and and are the um, they're undefeated with Pat, you know, in the home playoff games. So that's that's always going to be a huge factor. I mean, and that's, that's why that's why I'm, I was surprised they're Sunday night football like. Like the line yeah. twelve and a half. Like I really did. I I really thought the Eagles, um, Eagles Bucks were gonna be the Sunday night because I knew the Niners for Niners Cowboys would be that Sunday like afternoon. You know the biggest viewership time slot for like the biggest franchise in the NFL and the 49ers like a top five franchise in the NFL. Um, right. Totally. Brand wise. So I was very surprised that this game's not the morning game. I mean, this game could get ugly. It, I mean, it could get really ugly. No, you're absolutely right. I I got honestly, I got the Chiefs to cover. They got. They didn't even have Kelsey and Tyreek barely played that first meet, uh, matchup. And sure, TJ Watt played horribly, which he's bound to pick it up some. But you know, they honestly, I said the game plan and try to eliminate TJ Watt as much as they can in the pass rush. And you know, Orlando Brown does does his holds his own. They just got too many weapons over there in KC, and they're trying to get back to the to the ship after you know just losing to the Bucks we were just talking about, and back when Pat was running for his life, so. You know, I, I got the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs by a lot. I got the Chiefs, let's say, uh, wow, let's say 30 to 10. Holy, I mean, 30 to 10, that's definitely real. I'm going to go, I'm going to go closer. I think the Steelers actually cover, and I'll tell you why. One, Tomlin's a great underdog coach um, when they're deep dogs. Um, I think the defense is going to play much better than last time. Um, TJ Watt is, is, I mean, he just tied the sack record. So I think that you have to get pressure on Mahomes. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have to limit the deep plays. I mean, that's what they've been doing though the past couple of weeks. They've been just checking it down a lot, not really taking those big throws. But I mean, I think the the bigger problem is on offense. I don't think they're gonna be able to do anything on this Chiefs defense. I mean, I think they they could be, they could run the ball a little, but I mean, Ben just loves to throw these five yard outs. I mean, I don't really see how they score a lot. Um, but I think the defense because it's all it's all he can throw. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I think the defense is going to keep it close. I think the scheme is going to be much better. I mean, they got players all over the field, and and um, and Cam Hayward and T.J. Watt and Minka. Um, yeah. No, they no they got guys. I, I'm, 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 offense. I'll, I'll go 27-14. Chiefs cover by a half point. Um, I don't know if I said that the Steelers will cover like a couple seconds ago. You did. You did. But yeah. Uh, well, well, I mean. That's tough. Maybe so, I'll just buy a point. It's close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hope you're right, man. I, I I would like to see Ben go out swinging at least. I would hate to see him. Yeah, I, mean, I would hate to see the game be over at half. Like that's just especially on Sunday night football. Like who wants to like it, exactly, exactly. All right, all right. Um, that game's like whatever. No, let's go. Let's go to the Monday night. Let's game. talk about a good one. Yeah. yeah. So we got this is a great one. Rams lines four. Um. So other than Josh Allen, I think Stafford. This is the biggest. <laughs> game of his career he's got the most pressure on him out of any player in the whole playoffs um if he doesn't win this game he's gonna get ripped on on tuesday he's gonna get absolutely destroyed i mean the rams brought him in to to get it to at least nfc championship game right at least and also when you when you were gonna be the two seed if you won um and played probably the saints and the Eagles would have played. That's just how it worked out because I'm not going to get into it, but the Rams wouldn't have played the Eagles. They would have played the Saints if they won. Um, but, I mean, you have to win this game if, if I'm Stafford. You just beat them in Arizona in a hostile environment. 
you're the home team. You're favored. You got the better playmakers on offense. They're missing DeAndre Hopkins. Um, the Cardinals' back back four is, is definitely susceptible, as we saw in that Monday night game, to to the deep play, deep throws, and that was Stafford's best game of the season. But if he turns the ball over and does what he do does the past couple of weeks, I think they could lose. Um, Gage, what do you think? What do, what do you think of my assessment about Stafford? I think you're absolutely right. This is a big time moment in his career, and it's going to be interesting to see how he lives up to it. Because I honestly think, like, when the pressure is on, he kind of just shits the bed. And maybe, like, we've talked about this in previous pods, like maybe he's just not used to the to all that pressure and the big lights after playing in Detroit for so long. But, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, like, I know I will say this. The car, Marco Wilson, corner, rookie corner out of Florida, he's pretty good. And he didn't play that first matchup. I don't know. I should know, but I don't know if he's playing on Monday. I want to hope he is. Say, I want to say he is, and ho- I hope he is, because I think that is a big factor, and he's a big piece of that secondary. And uh, even despite DeAndre Hopkins being out, you know, I th- I, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. They play great on the road. They are, for some reason, just can't win at home. You know, we obviously saw them blow that game against the Packers, just also the Rams. You know the Seahawks, like you, you can name it. Like the Cardinals just don't like to win at home. I guess they don't. They don't fuck with Glendale, but they might like Los, Los Angeles. So I, I say big, big game from Kyler. He runs all over the place and throws for. He can throw for three hundred yards, rush for fifty, have three total touchdowns. Rondell Moore is a huge factor, and I, I got a touchdown for AJ Green as well. And uh, I think it's high scoring for sure. Not a, not as much defense. Um, but they do have to worry about Jalen. So, you know, they are definitely going to have to scheme away from him. Jalen Ramsey's arguably the top corner in the league right now. But I, I like I like Cliff to get it done over McVay. Um, I got my, my prediction. I'm going to go real high. I'm going to say 42-35. Like, if they're just going to be. That, I mean, come on, Keish. That's way too high. That's not happening, dog. <laughs> but, I mean. Hey, man. I'm, if that does, that's, I mean, that's better for us. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. Um, they're as you said that they're the best road team in the whole NFL. They're eight and one on the road. Um, they beat the Rams in LA already. They killed them actually. I think it was like twenty seven to ten or something like that um, the first time. Because then the Rams beat them on Monday night in Arizona. Um, but I think it's gonna be close. I mean, I, I think it's gonna be the fourth quarter. It's gonna be going back and forth. And I think Stafford's just gonna make that mistake. Either and it doesn't even have to be an interception. It can be like just an incompletion, giving the Cardinals back with some time left. Um, I think I think it's gonna come down to this. McVeigh is a very aggressive coach. I think the Rams are gonna have the ball. Maybe it's tied. Maybe they're up by a couple points. Three minutes left. Two minutes left. And I think McVeigh is gonna do a little play action pass because you know he thinks he's like the smartest guy in the whole NFL. And Safford's gonna throw an inc- incompletion, and the Cardinals are gonna get it back, and they're gonna go down and win. Um, but it's definitely going to be close. Uh, if Stafford plays great, the Rams will win. Um, but I think he's going to play what he did the past couple of weeks and make that one or two mistakes. So I got the Cardinals. Um, I'll go 30-27 uh, Cardinals uh, to win. I, I like it. I like it. It's definitely a more reasonable prediction. But uh, out of all the games this weekend, I, I between this game and the Raiders and Bengals, I see these being the most – High scoring. Yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, I could see that too. Both firepower offense, especially with Joe and Stafford and Kyler and, and Derek Carr. Um, but it, the Rams have to win this game. I mean, there's no excuse not to. 
uh, if you win, you you avoid Green Bay too. I mean, sorry, you don't. Uh, whatever happens with the Bucks Eagles game, but you might have to play Green Bay. But you, I mean, you have to win this game. If I'm Stafford, if I'm the Rams, I mean, you got Odell, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. Uh, you got a lot of you got a lot of super superpower. So you, I mean, you have to. You just beat this team. You have to win this game. Um, yeah. So keys. Those are predictions. Uh, we both got the Cardinals. We both got the Chiefs. You got the Cowboys. I got the Niners. You got the Bucks. I got the Eagles. And then we're the same with the Bills and the and the Bengals. Uh, but now moving on, just the MVP real quick. Um, I mean, I know I got Brady for the MVP. I think you're different, right? You got Rodgers, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Give me A-Rod all day. I've always liked A-Rod over Brady just in general. I think he's way more talented, and I really wish the Packers treated him with the respect that he deserves and really built a team around him. And I feel they kind of just let him do his magic, and which is great now. It's fun to watch. But, man, Aaron Rodgers would for sure have more rings if that front office really catered to his needs and wants. Um, but yeah, I got, I got Rogers. He hasn't thrown a pick in like the last, like, like five, 10, like five to eight games or something. He's got the Packers as the ones or, uh, yeah, as the one seed. And, you know, I just, I, I like them to win it all this year. And I think it's because of Rogers. He's MVP. And I just love it with the whole narrative, how he didn't even show up till like training camp basically. And he was, he was immunized and not vaccinated and all the, and, the guy just showed up and he's just balling, looking like Keanu Reeves, like long hair. He just, he really doesn't care, dude. He's just, he's that guy. He's just a beast, really. And uh, yeah, so I got, I got Rodgers and Brady. Yeah, I mean, Rodgers is playing, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, I think he has, he, he can definitely win the MVP. It's either him or Brady, but I'm going to have to go Brady, you know, leaving that, leading the NFL in yards, touchdowns, completion, I mean, completions, all that. He's like 77. Um, they're the two seed. I mean, 13 and four, the Packers are, I think they're 13 and four too. Maybe it's just, yeah, they just, so the same record, basically, uh, Packers just got the tiebreaker, but Brady's been phenomenal. I mean, the best passing attack on the whole league, the league throwing a like revolving door of receivers, AB drama, Godwin going down. I mean, throwing a Grayson and Scotty Miller and Cameron Braid and these other guys besides the main guys. Um, I think, I think he should be the MVP. Um, he's been amazing, but I'm obviously not upset if Rodgers wins. I mean, Rodgers is a favorite. Um, I'll just have to go Brady uh, for what right, he's I mean, Yeah, especially with his yeah, age. I mean, 45, like we're 44 leading the NFL in, in yards, touchdowns. I mean, it's, it's fucking unbelievable. It's, it's unheard of. And you're right. He's out there at both super deserving. It could really go either way. Um, and just real quick before we move on to coach of the year, I want to just shout out Jonathan Taylor real quick. Man, that that kid is special. He's the amazing. Coach of the year and then Jonathan Taylor. What does that mean? No, I'm I'm saying before we move on to Coach of the Year, I just want to shout out JT. I think he is probably the most valuable player for his team. Yes, over the two QBs, and sure they play a huge role. But the Colts wouldn't want half the games they did without Taylor. More than half, honestly. Um, and it it kind of sucks. It it really sucks to see them just blow it really and losing to the number one the team with the number one draft pick the the, the Jacksonville Jaguars are you kidding me like with everything they got going on and I know they haven't 
they they're cursed. Like, shout I out, shout out Carson. Like five years. Shout out Carson okay. giving the Eagles another first round pick in the top eighteen or top sixteen. I'm sorry, because now we have the fifteenth and sixteenth pick, and then our pick, which is nineteenth right now, but it could go later. But I mean, shout out Carson. Thank you for choking. You gave us a top sixteen pick. We got two picks in a row. Hopefully, we get Nicobe Dean um, or Devin Loy, linebackers out of Georgia and Utah. Maybe we get Garrett Wilson. And maybe we get the the uh, Iowa center, you know, Jason Kelsey might retire. I mean, it, it's a beautiful day in Philly. Making the playoffs and rebuild and getting three first-round picks. I mean, top five franchise in the NFL the past 25 years. Bucket. I like it. I like your enthusiasm. You, you Philly fans are definitely a different breed. But uh, let, let's move on. Let's move on real quick. Let's talk about some coaches. Um, I'm going to keep this one kind of sweet, short and sweet, but – Man, the job that Mike Vrabel has done with the Tennessee Titans is really, really amazing, honestly. Like, they lost Derrick Henry in the middle of the season, week nine, I want to say. Um, and he still – he gives the possibility he can come back, which is just unreal. But on top of that, they've managed to still claim the number one seed in the AFC. Like, what? Like, they lose their best player, their heart and soul, their offense. And, and they've got guys like Deontay Foreman, you know, former running back out of Texas, who whose career is kind of off to a tough start. But – They've been able to just throw him in there, and Rabel's just got a great system going. He, he knows the kind of players that he needs to, to succeed with that downhill running attack. A.J. Brown's lack healthy. Um, and I know the Julio experiment hasn't really worked out. You know, Julio's washed and, and all, which is a bummer. But Tannehill, Tannehill knows how to manage that offense, and he's also built a great defense there. And he's just doing great things. And I just want to shout him out, and I definitely think he is a coach of the year. Um, it's really no debate, in my opinion. Who you got, Jake? No, I totally agree. I think it's variable, no doubt. I think other candidates can be Lafleur, one hundred percent. Sirianni definitely has an honorable mention, starting two and five, then making the playoffs as a rookie head coach. Um, Bruce Arians. Yeah, no, those are all great. And, and maybe, guys. and I, I think I think Zach Taylor years. deserves some credit. I mean, they were awful last year. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. Variable, one hundred percent. I mean, they're the one seat over Mahomes and, and Andy Reid. I mean, they and with Henry going out, keeping that team together, yeah. he's been in and out. AJ Brown's been hurt, so I, I totally agree. All right, so just the last one today. Um, just the head coaching vacancies, just like a generality overview of the keys, just. Um, one, two minutes things, just looking out, talk some candidates, uh, kind of what you think of the whole thing with Florida getting fired, calling that. Wow. I, Stephen Ross is an idiot. I'm just going to go ahead and start with that. He really turned around the Dolphins organization back to back, first back to back winning season since like the 70s or 80s. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. And he had them winning playoff football, had them in the hunt, despite Tua, you know, being very, very hit or miss throughout the whole season. They banged up. Waddle got hurt. You know, they were just – they were always dealing with adversity. And they had a really young roster, too. And honestly, like – and they don't have a running back. Like, Miles Gaskins on a starting running back. Like, come on. And the way that Flores has just got them dominate – or had them dominating on defense, it's honestly amazing that he was fired. And I think the whole NFL world is pretty shocked by that. But that's Miami's loss. And Flores will be good. Brian will get a new job. I think he's the best candidate on the market next to Doug Peterson. Another guy who I think was wrongly fired by your Eagles. And it's really amazing to see. You really don't see a, a coach win a championship and then be out of a job a couple years later. Like, that's not really what usually happens. But, you know, like you said, Serrani's done a great job this year. And I don't want to discredit him. But I think Peterson and Flores are great candidates. I also think um, Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell's a great guy. I know he's getting interviews already. Um, it, it, this is going to be a fun year. 
um, to see where people go. There's and there's young guys too, like um, Brian Leftwich, uh, the Bucks OC, Kellen Moore, the OC for the Cowboys. You know, Todd Bowles has had coaching experience and been successful at pass um, stops, and so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where people end up. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, just I, say, uh, I just want to say, you know, dysfunctional organizations stay dysfunctional. You know, like it, it was not. I mean, obviously, I, I agree with that. Peterson with the Eagles, they, he shouldn't have gotten fired. But you know, it is what it is. And Sirianni got us to the playoffs a year later after after going four eleven and one. But dysfunctional organizations stay dysfunctional. I mean, what I mean, Miami. Obviously, you shouldn't have fired Byron Flores. I mean, you're not going to find a better candidate if if you get like Doug Peterson. I guess that I mean he's better, but other people are not. So I don't know what you're doing, Cully. I mean that that team should have won one game and they beat the freaking chargers and the Titans. So, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the, I mean, dysfunctional organization state is functional and they're going to be the same teams looking for coaches. And it's just unfair to uh, these coaches, especially minority black coaches um, getting fired when they, obviously they shouldn't like, obviously not. So um, I, I, I hope, I hope these coaches um, get hired uh, black coaches. I mean, there's a lot of good candidates, Caldwell, Leftwich. um, Bowles, Flores, I'm sure there's more, um, but I, want, I obviously would like to see that because they're like the top five, top six, top seven candidates, and there's eight eight coaches. Yeah, the enemy, Eric, the enemy. Yeah, the enemy. Yeah, I mean, when like, these guys are top great minds out there, vacancies, and there's and they're like a top ten candidate. Then I mean, what are we doing here? So, yeah, no, I'm with you. It's definitely a head scratcher, but you know, I'm I'm sure it'll get figured out. I know, I know those guys, they're deserving. It's going to, it'll all come full circle. And I definitely see them get a lot of them getting, um, getting jobs and bumping up that number from one out of 32 coaches, black coaches in the NFL to hopefully at least four or five. That'd be nice, you know, something. I mean, yeah. Uh, but yeah. I mean, hopefully, because there's, there's like seven, eight vacancies every year. So like there's going to be right. every single year. So, I mean, hopefully it goes up and I think it will. Um, but you know, you never know. Yeah. Never know, but hey, playoffs football is here. So before we go, wild card weekend, pre-playoff pod, just Super Bowl champ. Three seconds. Who's your Super Bowl champ? Green Bay Packers. I agree. All right, we both got Green Bay. <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers doesn't win, I think that's a legacy hit. I know he's great, but he has to win this year. He has to at least get to the Super Bowl. If he loses Mahomes, that's okay. But anyone else, you can't can't lose. I agree. I'm with you. All right, okay. dialed in. Yes, sir. Jake. KG Patterson here. We're out. Enjoy, enjoy the weekend, guys. Stay safe. Uh, bet the over. Bet, uh, bet the spreads. All right. Okay. No, don't take betting advice from this guy. All right. Dial in. Peace. <laughs>